What do I want to say? So, day, day, day four, I believe. Is that right? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah, the fourth full day of our retreat. People oftentimes say the fourth day is the hardest day. Sometimes the third day. Sometimes the second day. <laughs> Sometimes the fifth day. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, there's a phrase in the Dharma that says, against the stream. And that, uh, and the Dharma that's undertaking uh, is goes against the tendencies of our basic habits of, uh, you know, not being awake to our lives, not being sensitive, not knowing the reality of what's happening. And uh, this is a training and it takes this persistence, courage, confidence. You know, and these factors do begin to grow as we stay in the container, you know, and applying our minds over and over again. This can, we can feel as if we're landing more deeply into our experiences, even though maybe we're feeling more raw, more tender at times, allowing more to be known as we recognize the nature of the practice. It's like the the guard and the, the fences around our heart and mind can really soften. We can let in all the residue that we've potentially been not seeing or avoiding somehow. It's kind of including back into our full knowing our life, letting things back in. And we see what's happening really is being uh, just an ordinary rising of emotions and thoughts and feelings. That they can be held in this sense of, of knowing and receptivity. And increasingly this real sense of allowing, we don't need to fix ourselves. We're not wrong or broken the way we are, but we're feeling the way we are feeling and we're thinking the way we are thinking. So there's a direct knowing of the reality of the moment and the extra views that we tend to put on it start to be kind of adjusted more and more towards a view that allows us to be with the nature of things, the nature of this mind and heart. And then we can simply trust that unfolding and we get this feeling that the mindfulness and clarity is growing simply by applying ourselves in a consistent way. And so we've had one full day without the structure. And I've heard some people say with Utijani is retreats are this style of having an open schedule. It feels like it's not asking, you know, the yogis to 
apply themselves in such a disciplined way. Uh, he says, you know, without that structure, and he said, no, there is a structure. The structure is from the moment you wake up and you open your eyes, be mindful. And then the whole day, remember to be mindful until you're asleep at night. It's a very clear structure. And it's asking a lot of us in some ways, and it's asking us to really learn how to, you know, not just become good meditators, but have really understand how we can live our life mindfully, how we can live our life with this practice. So that's really is helpful when we're walking around, doing things where we would normally be completely lost, you know, in our story, and to have the mindfulness arise in that moment can be a very powerful moment we realize that mindfulness is dependent on the conditions of the experience we can really be doing our yogi job moving quickly and suddenly realize oh this is the feeling of rushing and i'm being mindful of this feeling and, or recognizing that seeing is happening at a certain moment so the more these tendencies, the more these moments happen in our experience, the more we really get some confidence that mindfulness is something that we can be developing or remembering to be aware. We can do that all the time. And it you know, slowly becomes the nature of the mind. And the real, I found a real turning point happened for me when it was, it became the default setting of the mind it was more likely for the mind to be mindful, to be aware, than it was to forget. And so this is why we say, in the beginning of the practice and retreats, when the, the momentum is still getting going, there is this personal effort. We're putting in the, the effort to cultivate remembering. So this mindfulness muscle is not, not so strong. At some point, we really start to be able to trust and relax into the quality of mindfulness itself, that it functions without too much prompting. And when we really understand and recognize the quality of mindfulness, just by that lightest kind of question or search, am I aware, already you can feel whether or not the mind is aware or not, and that prompts the mindfulness to kind of unfold again, to be there until, again, the mind drifts away, then the tendency is it comes back. So there's a phrase in, the, in I think in Burmese, it's if you take care of the Dharma, the Dharma will take care of you. And this is what we're doing when we put in these seeds in a way that allows the mind to naturally unfold. At some point, the Dharma really does. It's like we're simply allowing the Dharma to, to arise. Then we can watch the wisdom work we can watch mindfulness do its own thing, that it also has its nature. We don't need, as an act of will, to make mindfulness arise. And one way I like to play with that is just by saying, don't be mindful, right? Don't be aware right now. And you see, by you, you can try not to be aware is anyone not aware right now? I'd like to see if that works for anyone. Oh, everyone's aware. 
make yourself not aware. <laughs> you see how, how the mind, yeah, it's a natural function. So when we've developed that quality enough, it, it arises, it's there, and we can trust in it. So, uh, are there any, kind of just a few moments for any questions that are, might be arising in your mind at the moment? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right view, right thought. Right view and right thought are a little bit distinct, but right view is simply the most basic way is to recognize how our tendency is is to identify with everything that arises. So if, you're, if the mind is getting sleepy or irritated, I am sleepy, I am irritated. And the right view, one way, of, one way of looking at right view is to see that it is an arising due to causes, right? And it is a natural, a natural phenomenon. So we can say, I am seeing, but when we look more carefully, we actually see that when the eyes are working and there's all the doors functioning, that sight arises when there's light. We can't stop it. So when the eyes are open, if you as an active, you know, owned sight, we could stop seeing. But seeing, when the eyes are open and there's light, seeing happens. Hearing happens when there's sound and there's attention so this is the nature of these processes in the same way as when the conditions are there for a mind state to arise, that mind state will arise, wholesome or unwholesome. And we are cultivating the wholesome, and the wholesome being that which brings greater ease and peace of mind. So simply seeing it as, you know, it is what it is, and it's arising because of conditions is one aspect of right view. And there's a lot of ways that right view can be there. Right thought, uh, it can be thoughts of, uh, what thoughts of simplicity, of renunciation is a right thought. Thoughts of, I believe, loving kindness. Uh, My strength is right view. Let's go back to right view. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts of loving kindness. What, there's three of them, I believe. Non-cruelty. Right? Non-cruelty. 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 Non-ill-will. Non-ill-will. Non-cruelty. Non-ill-will. 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 Non-cruelty. Non-ill-will. Non-cruelty. Non-ill-will. non ways of reflecting on the moment, orienting. And these are very powerful, you know, thoughts of renunciation, of simplicity, what that does to the, our experience. And when our, you know, when our lives are filled with the complexity, seeing the impact of that. And Mm. 
Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's one, Sadal teaches, you know, he has his own little flavor of teaching. A lot of his teaching is simply giving a lot of information so we can have right view in the mind uh, and, and knowing how to practice. But, you know, when one is teaching the Dharma, there's, there's just so many flavors and angles to come from. And there's no real, there's no right, you know, particular package. There's, there's a lot of information that we pick up all along the way and a lot of skillful means. And we do learn from our, you know, for ourselves what, what's, what's relevant in a particular moment. And even things that we've heard in the past might become relevant, even though they're not, they don't resonate right now. At other times, they're actually the key that helps us to know how to relate to a particular experience at a, at a particular time when our, our experiences are changing. Um, the maybe that what you're thinking of is he has, this, he has this particular thing that he says a yogi, his main job, which is, he calls them yogi jobs, playing off of our yogi jobs that we do is chores. Uh, and this is just to help simplify what it is that we're doing in our practice, which was to check to see if right view is present to check to see if the mind is aware, and then to do that in a continuous, as developing the continuity of checking the awareness. So it's, it's just meeting the moment, is there a right view? Is the mind aware? And then to continue checking that. So if, and he would say that in order to really highlight how easy it is for the mind to get overly complicated about you know, the, the, the desire to change and get involved in the experience so easily arises as we're applying effort in our practice. And it's a real way to have a wise effort when we're simply checking, am I seeing this experience skillfully? Is the mind aware? So we're just doing as much as necessary to, to develop the practice. But it's, it's sort of like a, it's just a little nutshell. There's a lot of other qualities that come into the practice as well as we grow. So I think we need to shift. There's a few announcements. Um, so we are starting the second round of group interviews today. So everyone is getting two interviews. Those that were seen two days ago will be seen by the other one of us. Is that a sentence? And then vice versa. Okay. Announcement one. It's posted. <laughs> right? It's posted. And it's posted, yes. And it's Wednesday. And it's Wednesday, yes. And uh, today, the alarm repairman will be here <laughs> from 10 to 12. I don't think he's going to be tr triggering the alarm, but it might happen. So and he'll be working at the top of the stairs. Okay. So now you can meet it with equanimity and whatever other states that arise. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, food, I don't know if we announced this, but not, um, not to bring food into your rooms. And I think that also applies for any kind of uh, flavored or colored drinks, teas and whatnot. So if it's, I think water is allowed and then water in a non-breakable, a non-shatterable cup. Those are the only conditions I think in which something can go into the room. It has to be non-shatterable and it has to be water. 
right? Okay. <laughs> and then we do, we do have ants here. Okay. They they arise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had I have a few interviews scheduled for this evening, and I I need to switch those to this afternoon. So th- for those folks who are meeting at seven, seven fifteen, seven thirty. 745, I'm going to write in some new times for this afternoon. And if there's a conflict with that time, just write me a note. We'll figure out a time. Okay. I don't know if there's a sign up in here. I can't remember. I saw a sign recently that said, the, the Dharma is too important to take seriously. And is that a sign up that's here somewhere? It's in the kitchen. I love that like, reflection so important we can't take it seriously or not to make the mind tense around it so okay nice to be with you and enjoy the morning